This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Family, friends, and fans around the world are grieving the loss of beloved actor Sidney Poitier. And so, too, is the film and theater community. Poitier, who passed away Friday at the age of 94, was known for his roles in movies like No Way Out, A Raisin in the Sun, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and In the Heat of the Night. You better hit me. I'd really like that. That's all you need, boy. That'll really wash you up around here. I'll try to draw him out. If you're absolutely sure, take a shot. But only if you're absolutely sure. I love your daughter. There was nothing I wouldn't do to try to keep her as happy as she was the day I met her. But it seems to me, without your approval, we will make no sense at all. All I want is to be able to stand in front of my boy like my father never was able to do to me and tell him that he'll be somebody in this world. You're pretty sure of yourself, ain't you, Virgil? Virgil, that's a funny name for a nigger boy that comes from Philadelphia. What do they call you up there? They call me Mr. Tibbs. Poitier was a trailblazer who pushed Hollywood and Broadway to accept black performers in leading roles. In 1963, he became the first black performer to win an Academy Award in the Best Actor category. He was also an artist activist, standing up and marching for civil rights. Joining us now to talk about his life and the legacy is Sadia Davis, who's executive director of Collaboration, and that's a local social justice theater company. Hi, Sadia. Great to have you back on Reset. Hi, Sasha. Thanks for having me. Also with us is Charles Coleman. He is the film program director of Facets. Hi, Charles. Thank you, Sasha. Glad to be here. Sadia, what was your reaction when you heard the news of Sidney Poitier's death? Well, I was in a Zoom meeting with my team, and the first thought that came out of my mouth was, we've lost another one of our greats. And then I just started crying. I wasn't prepared for it. How about you, Charles? What did he mean to you? Yeah, well, not only was he a outstanding artist, but one of the major things about the loss is that he was the first African-American movie star. Now, everybody knows about him being the first black performer to win an Oscar for Best Actor in a Leading Role, which is an honor he richly deserved. But he also demonstrated that obstacles can be overcome despite circumstances that would demand a different result. And I've always appreciated his cool demeanor. Uh, he had an admirable perspective about the roles he chose to perform. And in a lot of times he did boldly address the volatility of racism and violence that are tolerated in our contemporary society. But he led by example because he knew how he would be perceived by the roles that he chose. So the public recognized him not only for his, for his performances, but also how careful he was about that he knew he represented a cause greater than himself as a man of color working in Hollywood. So I hope his legacy will continue because he set the standard for a career that everybody should admire as well as model their own choices in their life mm-hmm. as artists. Kwate was the, the first black man to win an Academy Award as Best Actor in a Leading Role back in 1963. That was for his role in Lilies of the Field. Let's take a listen. We built a chapel right here. Who's V? You. Lots of luck, mother. I ain't building no chapel. Yeah, you. Not only am I ain't building no chapel, I'm taking off. I ain't no contractor. That is for the beginning. No. 
I don't need all that work. No. No? No. All right. All right. We build it. Uh -huh. We women. We build it. You do that little thing. We will. Oh. It's God's will. Boy, look, I'm checking out. Now, Charles, it was nearly 40 years before another black man won that award. How much does this still matter? It, it matters to stay in the room. I mean, there's something about society, you know, speaking in general terms, where the people in power will do whatever they can to maintain their institutional control. So Poitier uh, knew just, just by being on the screen, he could prove a point about the way the black man is seen in society. And, um, and just by you playing that clip, he has these really distinguishable traits. Like, I always loved the way he would deliver his lines that were charming yet precise, mm -hmm. which, made, which made each of them identify his performance. Like, you can enjoy what he was saying, yet meet the challenge of the ideas that were embodied in what he was saying. And, um, and it's, it's, it's a sad testament that, that took that long a period of time uh, for the next person to be celebrated by Hollywood. But that just shows you how much further we have to go. But he never gave up. He paved the way for a whole generation of actors, directors, and writers of African-American descent and people of color mm -hmm. to continue to make their way out of nowhere. Yeah, when in 2002, when uh, Denzel Washington took the stage... Uh, to uh, introduce Sidney Poitier at, at the Academy Awards. He was winning a, a Lifetime Achievement Award at the time. You know, Denzel said, you know, before Sidney, African-American actors had to take supporting roles in major studio films that were easy to cut out in certain parts of the country. He said, but you couldn't cut Sidney Poitier out of a Sidney Poitier picture because he was the reason a movie got made. The first solo above the title African-American movie star. He was unique. Sadia, talk more about his uh, influence on black actors and filmmakers. You know, I, it's Charles, right? Everything Charles. that he just said absolutely um, resonates because Sidney, I call him Sir Sidney Portier, um, in that he actually used his platform to demonstrate also the humanity in him being a man first. Right. Um, in his grace and his gentleman quality. But at the same time, he showed fierceness and power in being a man. And that was what was so beautiful about the imagery of him on film. And it definitely opened the door for us and people of color to be able to have opportunities in Hollywood. But as you said, I mean, it took generations more to do so. You know, I, I was thinking about, you know, when he passed, you know, it was a life well lived. I mean, 94 years is a, it's, it's a significant amount of time. Right. But at the same time, when we look at the fact that as an activist, right, so he used his platform to demonstrate how to be a man and how to be perceived by others, that black men are graceful, gentle, but fierce and strong without being threatening, right? But to have been also an activist and using that platform. You know, when we look at how art 
and activism go together. And of course, being at collaboration, that is absolutely what we believe in foremost. Mm -hmm. It really provided a place for others in the world to find their voice, being able to use his voice to give others in our culture, in our community, a voice where they didn't feel it. And so when you spoke of him being in the civil rights, right, and working with our other beloved Harry Belafonte, you know, it was in 1964 where he was asked to raise $50,000 and he raised 70. But when they landed at Greenwood Airport to be able to bring this money to the Mississippi Delta for SNCC, yeah. they were rammed and pursued by a pickup truck full of white men. And that sounds very, very familiar to the murder of Ahmad Aubrey. Now he survived that. But it was only a year after he won the Academy Award. So when we talk about how we are able to use our voice and be able to use a screen, but how does it then influence the people who are watching? Mm-hmm. How are we able to make change? Well, I, I want to play this clip from Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Dad. Dad. You're my father. I'm your son. I love you. I always have, and I always will. But you think of yourself as a colored man. I think of myself as a man. He did receive some criticism, especially early on, from many in the black community, for taking, mm-hmm. quote, safe roles. Um, you know, many critiqued this role as emasculating and said that the film was too careful and everything was just too kumbaya. Talk briefly, Sadia, about what you make of that critique. Well, I don't know how, you know, when we, hmm, that critique is interesting because as Black people, I'm just going to say it as it is, sometimes it's hard for us to see ourselves in growth, And so sometimes we have to have these conversations like he had in that conversation with his father to be able to heal internally, right? And so whether the critique is accurate or not, I believe that message was powerful for us as a people to continue to have these conversations for ourselves to heal Mm -hmm. and to be able to evolve, right? And amplify the beauty of who we are and not stay stuck, so that we can transition and not see ourselves as colored, Negro, African-American. I'm going to go there. Just have, as a person, we start there. Yeah. And then others, hopefully, God willing, will for themselves do the same with their families and educating who we are as a people. Because it's not always up to us to educate everybody else. Yeah. We need our other friends and family to educate their children on who all people are. Well, Charles, there's so much more that we can say about Sir Poitier. The impact that he leaves behind is truly immeasurable. But what do you hope that those who are just breaking in uh, into the TV, film and and, and theater industries, what do you hope they learn from him? Well, he, as, as, as noted, he lived a very rich life. In fact, it was so fulfilling that he wrote three autobiographies. Yeah. (laughs) I remember one of the books, was called the, the Measure of a Man. And he said that regarding the pivot points of things you feel you must do 
because the audience will recognize your integrity and applaud what you're trying to support and endorse for the better of everyone. He said, you do not have to become something you're not to be better than you were. And that a person does not have to change who he is to become better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a, a an axiom or a principle that shows how just by demonstrating, just by being on screen, um, that inspires people. And, and also, he, he's a, he was a first-class artist. So you actually have him using uh, artistic choices such as being on stage with Brave in the Sun and Porgy and Bess. Yeah. And then he just made this art, this 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 brilliant maneuver to do, have the same dedication, which is ambitious to go to his external performances on film. Yeah. Well, and we'll, then regarding we'll his sonography, yeah, there, there are times that he was accused of being colorless. You know, films like Patch of Blue and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. But don't people should remember the films he did like the heat of the night yeah like no way out we'll have to leave it there charles for time charles coleman is the film program director at facets and sadia davis the executive director of collaboration thank you both want more context on the top issues of the day find the podcast wbez's reset wherever you listen